I want to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new Mattress Topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the MyPillow 2.0s for your friends, family, and everyone you know. They truly make the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50%. Get your queen size MyPillow 2.0, Regularly $79.96, now only $39.98, and king size just $5 more. From all of us at MyPillow, Merry Christmas and God bless. MyPillow.com Here I am back in January of last year. I just couldn't keep the weight off no matter how many different exercise programs I tried. Now I'm down to my ideal weight, and it's never been easier. All I had to do was vote blue, no matter who. Every time I went to the grocery store, I always had so many different options to choose from. But now, now I'm lucky if I can even fill my basket up. I used to be really unhealthy, never got that much exercise. But now that I can't afford to put gas in my car, I have to walk to work. And as an added bonus, I don't have to worry about being carjacked anymore. So you can ditch Tyvo and start saying Ty Joe. Come on, man. I mean, I've always agreed with Trump's policies, always. And I lost friends over it. Um, but, and I've never really actively supported anybody because it's not my job to actively support people. I right. watch, you know, right. I like to watch. Um, but I'm a voyeur. <laughs> yeah. But I became an active Trump supporter when they raided Mar-a-Lago last summer, the summer of 2022. That, that, that's just, that can't stand. No, that can't. And that I was ag- something. agree with Trump on a lot. But even if I disagreed with Trump on a lot, I'd still be a Trump supporter because you cannot allow that. You cannot allow the, you know, the regime, the president of the United States to use the Justice Department to knock the front runner out of the race. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. So it's bigger than Trump. It's bigger than Biden. It's a question of, you know, do you want to live in a free country with a functioning justice system? You know, that's exactly. And so I'm voting for Trump. And if they convict him, I will send him the max donations and I will lead protests. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Because, and by the way, if I thought that he had committed some real crime, I wouldn't feel that way, but he didn't. He and Biden are both found with classified documents at home, along with every other former high-level federal official in history, but only Trump is indicted. Like, tell me how that works. Oh, shut up. And and Biden is the one who did it illegally because he was never president when he did it. Do you think Dick Cheney brought home any, like, classified Iraq war documents and showed them to his wife in 2003? Previously on The Pete Santilli Show. When you hate the 
work with Joe Biden. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Uh, he said, you know what? If you leave your keys in a car and somebody steals it and they go out and crash, you're liable. So, therefore, we're going to take away all AR-15s. I'm like, oh, man. You are? Mm-hmm. You're going to. If you leave your gun out of it. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. So, what does that mean? That means we're going to take away all cars because you might leave your keys in the car. Right. Like, what kind of freaking logic is that? That's the dumbest analogy I've ever. He literally said, if you leave your keys in the car and somebody drives and crashes, you're liable. So, therefore, we're going to ban all assault rifles and, 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 and magazines with large capacity right. magazines. I'm like, no, no, no. Your analogy with leaving your keys in the car, being irresponsible and being liable. Mm-hmm. And then relating that to banning all assault rifles, that, that 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 would mean the car analogy would mean that you would remove all cars. You would ban all vehicles because you might leave your keys in the car. Yeah, and right. And in the process of that, they let the guy. They blame it all on you and let the guy who stole your car go free, get away with it. You know what, if you leave your keys in the car and somebody grabs it and crashes it and kills somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Guess what? Mm -hmm. Is it the car's fault? Right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He literally proved our point with his stupid analogy. He did. He proved our point. Yeah. Okay. You're liable. Exactly. You do something stupid with a gun, you're going to be liable. You leave your gun out, a kid grabs it and shoots somebody. You're the one that gets in trouble. What are you going to do? Well, the kid grabbed a gun, so we're therefore going to ban all cars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? Why? Well, the kid grabbed a gun. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I know, but that person's liable, so therefore we're going to ban all cars. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with the gun? Well, I don't know, but uh, yeah. banning cars is not out of the equation. For He's the, a freaking idiot. Clay Higgins talks about you know the letter. Thank uh, you, Miss Q. Let, let me just let me just break things down for you, okay? Uh, you guys, I'm telling you, I have people that are making trips to Washington D.C. periodically, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, over the past couple of years, oh, I'm going to D.C. I'm going to go talk to so and so, and I think I have a staffer that's. And by the way, they listen to all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. all uh, a scam. Congress is mm-hmm. that rocket-propelled grenade. Okay, mm-hmm. like why would we want to do all this stuff and and then get all the way to the final show? Like when I heard from um, the Navy SEAL Team Six family members, mm-hmm. and they said, "Here's the scam." You think you're going to get somewhere, but this is what we found out. They take their little carrot, they dangle it, right? The donkey's always chasing that carrot, right? Mm-hmm. You get all the way to D.C., and they take you down a path, and then in the end, slam the gavel and say, ah, nothing to, do, no, nothing to see here. Nobody's doing anything wrong. Yeah. How many of you out there have heard as a result of a congressional committee that people were literally strung up and hung in the public square for covering up the murder of Navy SEAL Team 6 family members. An important observation, Pete, that, you know, those who received early treatment, they survived. And or even analyses, those who received enough early treatment, even if they were elderly and sick and ultimately became hospitalized, they survived the hospitalization. And it was only those who had no early treatment. They followed the government's guidelines until they were really sick and went 
went into the hospital and then started treatment, it was too late. And sadly, virtually all the deaths that happened with COVID happened in the hospital. So the hospital was not saving individuals. This is largely over with now. I recently prepared for an event and I reviewed Texas, so I'm, I'm in Texas. Texas has on the books 92,000 COVID deaths. So either dying directly of COVID, uh, which is about 10%, and then 90% is you know dying with it or having it you know as a as one of a multi you know a constellation of illnesses. But of those 92,000, Pete, the number is only 1,500 who died in 2023. Mm. African American communities have suffered under democratic control. To those I say the following, what do you have to lose? The people, my people are so smart. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. Because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet, States. No puppet. And it's clear you won't admit no, you're that the, the Russian. We're going to build the wall. Mexico's going to pay for the wall. We're going to stop drugs from coming in. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. It's time. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. See, the bottom line is, I know you like me, and this room is a love fest, I know that, but you have no choice but to vote for me because your 401ks, down the tubes, everything's gonna be down the tubes. So whether you love me or hate me, you gotta vote for me. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. The United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. Swami Vive Kamunand. Suchin Tendulkar Duvirot Kohli. My leadership, America's policy is unambiguous to terrorists who harm or intend to harm any American, we will find you, we will eliminate you. The special counsel confirmed that the Russian government sponsored efforts to illegally interfere with the 2016 presidential election, but did not find that the Trump campaign or other Americans colluded in those efforts. No collusion, no collusion. There's been absolutely there's been absolutely no collusion. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations. The committee will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God. I do. Yeah. And. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. But this is what the end result is.
best not make any more threats to the United States, they will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. When I did it, and I was really being tough, and so was he, and we would go back and forth, and then we fell in love, okay? No, really. He wrote me beautiful letters, and they're great letters. We fell in love. Today, we officially opened the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. For our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about. And that's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's about freedom. There is a time to pray and there's a time to stand. the top of the hour always join us our two minute actually this is what i'm going to do for that two minute window as we wait to come on frankspeech.com and we are off and running welcome uh lindell tv frankspeech.com welcome of course uh what we are consider uh, to be the mothership the mothership of the free flow of information mm -hmm. is rumble.com why because uh you know, if if you look at uh, no n nothing disparaging towards Alex Jones, he probably just has, I don't know, maybe Rumble should check with uh, Alex Jones's house as to how he fends off those major attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure he's got some some things in place. It costs a lot of money for him in building his infrastructure to stop those DDoS attacks. Um, Rumble terrible. Rumble has gotten just pummeled. Uh, but uh, they are the mothership of the free flow of information. You bet. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we're very proudly on Lindell TV, of course, but um, uh, welcome, Rumble, everybody. Uh, our top news headline, Deb Jordan. Mm-hmm. I want to lead off here. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this video because it's the best way to, to open up the conversation. And we also need to consider that Netanyahu has been not only under attack, Netanyahu is being accused big time uh, mm-hmm. for having spoken words about his support uh, for funding Hamas. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to pluck through that just like, you know, President Trump was accused of colluding with Russia, you know. Well, that uh, and he's also being he's also uh, accused all the time of of being on the side of white supremacists and supporting them. Right. So we have to take it with said, a grain of salt. Right. 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 Uh, Netanyahu is in the same environment that President Trump is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not defending that Netanyahu. What I will say is that everything that I've seen mm-hmm. uh, in the Israeli media um, is that the people are outraged. The mm-hmm. media is covering the fact that Netanyahu, in his own words, said that he was going to support Hamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are recorded conversations of him uh, justifying the support of Hamas mm-hmm. uh, because he said if he propped up Hamas and funded Hamas, mm-hmm. Uh, that nobody would ever go for a two-state solution with Hamas, uh, Hamas in charge. Um, let's call them uh, a bunch of Hamas holes. <laughs> Listen, right? we can't be too uh, hypocritical here of Netanyahu. And I understand. We have no backline audio. So and, let me take care of that. Stay on screen. And, right. and believe me, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we don't support. Sorry. This. It's okay. We don't support this kind of thing, but it's really... Uh, no different than what our country does. Remember the whole Hillary Clinton explanation of of why we were funding certain groups over in the Middle East, and and you know, it's. I mean, everybody does it. Everybody does it, including us. I mean, you know, we're funding Hamas too, at the same time, and hoping that you know that it'll keep them nice and and unterroristic. So, who knows? I mean, but yeah, uh, Netanyahu's been under, uh, he's been under a lot of blowback and, and pushback from, from, from uh, the people of Israel for a long time. I mean, they've been wanting to get rid of him and especially, um, you know, especially the government. So, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but I don't know a whole lot about this. Pete's going to educate me at the same time he's educating you on what exactly happened because I was not following it. And, uh, all right. Right. And here he comes. Yeah. Backline audio. Hold on. Hold on back. Yeah, that's right. We're steak potatoes. Okay. This is the way, this is the way we run the show. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? We're not brought to you by Pfizer, uh, nor do we want to act like we're brought to you by Pfizer. Right. Hi, how are you? I, you know what? There's, uh, I'm going to be critical, but I'm not going to mention any names. You'll see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll see it out there. there there's, there's, everybody wants to be newsy, right? Sure. 
they want to be newsy. Yeah. They, they want to emulate the mainstream media, which, you know, uh, let's say, mm, I don't know, pick a, pick a target. Like uh, Republicans and Democrats hate what? What do they hate? Just everybody. I'm talking about <laughs> people. What do they hate? They hate. What do they hate? Okay, how about or? this? Oh, uh, no. Repo uh, Democrats don't mind. What do they hate? Like both Democrat and Republican Americans. I don't think they like like people taking a knee to the national anthem. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. I think they love that. Who? The Democrats? Yeah. I don't think they do. Mm. Blue dog Democrats, they don't like that. How yeah. about the wokeness of everything? Yeah. I really don't think that all the Democrats like that wokeness stuff. Not all of them. No, not all. It's a small majority. But the majority of Democrats are Republicans. Mm -hmm. They hate Millie with freaking purple hair, right? Yeah. Right? Would you agree with that? I, I would. So yeah. what if I were to show up to work and all of a sudden dress up like General Millie and paint my hair purple? Like mm -hmm. everybody hates that. <laughs> Why would I do that? So Right. So... So what does everybody hate about the, you know, the, the mainstream media? They just hate that newsy talking head, blah, 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 and reading off of a teleprompter and blah, 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 blah. And now in other news, but, and we have independent media now that is like building, you know, there are empires and streams to emulate the, what everybody hates. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah. But just stay true to form. Okay. And I'm not going to mention any news outlets. You'll see. They're, they're coming up. You're going to see them. Anybody that's presenting to you a talking head teleprompter reader, mm -hmm. uh, you need to just move on, folks. Seriously. You know, this is what people want. They want authenticity. They want discussion. Uh, they want realism. They want steak and potatoism. <laughs> right? Right. They do. That's what they yeah, want. They I want. Agree. Listen, I agree. trust me, okay? I, I, in 2016... Uh, I had broadcast a major international news story. Uh, there were hours where I had my iPad pointed at a freaking snowbank mm -hmm. and I was providing commentary in the background. Millions of people were tuned in. They were yeah. gripped mm -hmm. to the coverage. I wouldn't stop. How many hours a day was I broadcasting? Oh my gosh. I mean, we were up on the air. At least. Five, six hours a day on live streaming video. Okay. And then, what, three-hour show more. in the morning, right? Or more. I mean, there were yeah. many times we would we would I, start before the sun came up and didn't stop until the sun came down. So I've that's a already, lot more than five or six hours. I've already tapped into, dating all the way back to 2016, mm -hmm. uh, tapped into uh, organically. Millions of people came to us because of the authenticity. It was real. Mm -hmm. um, and then you'd cut to a three-and-a-half-minute package over at the mainstream media mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with the truth. So right. everybody was tuned into my stream to see the truth because you can't, you know, you, you cannot, um, you cannot describe the people that had taken over, you know, they're just okie dokes that took over, uh, occupied in protest, mm -hmm. the Mallier National Wildlife Refuge in right. a three and a half minute package. Yeah. Uh, unless you're the CIA and the FBI and you want to propagate a certain narrative. True. But we know how distrusting. Uh, everybody is of the mainstream media. So for those independent media outlets that are out there that you're presenting yourself and trying to emulate what everyone else hates, just you might as well dress up your talking heads like General Milley and have their purple hair and read from a teleprompter. Mm. It's it's not impressing us at all. People hate it. Yeah. 
Uh, everybody revolt and comment on it and say, this is freaking so phony. It's phony. Yeah. You can still read a news report. Mm -hmm. uh, we want a commentary. And I want heavy bias. Mm -hmm. Show your bias. Don't try to hide it. Don't pretend to be objective. Uh, right. We're not looking for objectivity. Well, you know what we're looking for? The truth. Mm. That's what we're looking for. The truth. Be heavily biased in favor of our constitutional rights, mm -hmm. the truth, okay? All right, now, we're gonna have to pluck through this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say that right now, based on what you're about to see here, uh, that there's enough cause for me to say, I need to really look into what Netanyahu did. Because if in fact it's true, that he funneled tens of millions of dollars to Hamas, and the strategy was to, prevent a two-state solution by propping up Hamas and, and so that everybody would be clearly revolted, you know, by mm -hmm. the bunch of Hamas holes controlling, controlling Gaza and, and the West Bank. If mm -hmm. that's true, then that's bad. But I do know this, that what you're about to see here with the congressman, all right, mm -hmm. uh, they failed to even Google. That is a fact. Well, they failed to Google. They could, they were so unprepared. Uh, by the way, guess what? I didn't know that Israeli news was bashing Netanyahu until I saw this report. All right, here it is. You ready? Hmm? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. You are? Ready? I'm not. Well, I don't necessarily think that, you know, uh, doing whatever he needs to do to stop a two-state solution is a bad idea. Yeah, that too. Yep. So let's uh, let's dig into it. Here it is. Mm -hmm. So are you aware that Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government were funding and propping up Hamas? Say that again. You lose I, track. So, no, I didn't lose track. I'm not sure what the funding apparatus means or is. Shouldn't you look into this before we send billions of dollars over to Israel? It was Benjamin Netanyahu's strategy for years to prop up Hamas. A short history of Hamas is that the Mossad deliberately helped to facilitate their rise and even directly finance their rise in order to create a right-wing religious alternative to the PLO. Specifically, because then there would be no negotiating a state for the Palestinians. Because no one in the international community is gonna look at Hamas, this terrorist organization, and say, yeah, we recognize them. So the plan was to undermine the more secular uh, Palestinian authority types so that they wouldn't be in control, Hamas would be in control, and then no one would ever negotiate their state. We have breaking news out of Israel this morning where Hamas has launched a surprise attack within Israel's borders overnight. The day after, uh, on, on October 8th, there was a big piece in the in the uh, Times of Israel about this. There was a front page of Haaretz. These are big newspapers in Israel. It's mind-boggling to me that this element gets left out of the conversation in America. It's not left out of the conversation in Israel. Like, their newspapers are all talking about this. And the United States stands united in the face of the horrific, barbaric attacks on our greatest ally in the Middle East, Israel. The brutality is unlike anything we've seen in modern times. With misinformation and the horrible pro-Hamas demonstrations across 
across the world, the U.S. Congress must reaffirm our unwavering support for Israel. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel today and forever. Quick question on Israel. Are you aware of the reports that prior to October 7th and over the years, Benjamin Netanyahu was actively funding and propping up Hamas? I've not seen that report. You've not seen you that report. This is in Haaretz, Times of Israel, very pro-Israel outlets have criticized him for this policy. No, I, I haven't seen a credible report on that. You have not? Yeah. And by the way, I mean, the you can find direct quotes from Benjamin Netanyahu saying this in his own words, saying that you must support Hamas. We must continue funding and supporting Hamas. I want to read something to you, this quote. Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support the bolstering of Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. This is part of our strategy to isolate the Palestinians in Gaza from the Palestinians in the West Bank. That was Prime Minister Netanyahu in 2019, supporting Hamas, because he knows that as long as Hamas remains there, he can always argue that there is no partner for peace. You have women who are just living their lives in Israel. They were raped repeatedly. Children taken out of their womb. So now to argue for ceasefires or now to argue for the plight of the Palestinian people, when the political group that they elected and keep in power fomented and executed a heinous terrorist attack? No, that's ridiculous. Are you familiar with the reports that Benjamin Netanyahu over the years has been actively funding Hamas? No, I'm not aware of the report. I do want to read the This report. is in Haaretz, this is in Times of Israel, over there in, in Israel Pro Israel Papers. I don't do hot takes. I want to read everything before I make a comment because something like that is a very key thing. I'm not sure what the funding apparatus means or is. Is it aid into Gaza? Is it direct aid into Hamas? I don't know. He's directly so, quoted saying so, he needs to support Hamas to undermine Palestinians. So this is incorrect. But let me, the thing is, I gotta read it. Richard Sale in the UPI, Andrew Higgins in the Wall Street Journal. I mean, this is widely reported. Like, shouldn't you look into this before we'd send billions of dollars over to Israel? Well, tell me what the report says. It, 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 why, and why don't, why don't you? Why don't we do this? Why, why don't we look into those and see? Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. You got yeah. to look into it before the fund. Yeah. Well, that would be prudent. But I'll tell you what he says. Haaretz quotes him saying explicitly that if, you, if you want to undermine a Palestinian state, you must actively support and fund Hamas. And there is, I mean, this is well documented that the Israeli government has sent funds to Hamas leaders, you know, covertly for years. But this is Haaretz quoting him in a private Likud meeting, uh, Netanyahu saying, like I said, Haaretz, I'm sure you know, is widely respected. Good point. Is, 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 it, is it factoring <laughs> I don't in? Know if you have a question for me, but... Shouldn't you look into this before we send billions of dollars over to Israel? Well, tell me what the report says. Good point. Is, is, is it factoring? I don't know if you have a question for me. And then I have another quote from you. And the guy who said this is currently the finance minister. Okay, this guy is one of the top members of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's government from the religious Zionist party. He says, the PA is a liability and Hamas is an asset. On the international playing field, in this game of the delegitimization, think about it for a second. 
the PA's a liability and Hamas is an asset. It's a terrorist organization. Nobody will recognize it. Nobody will give it status at the ICC and nobody will let them push resolutions at the UN. Shouldn't you have read that before sending $14 billion of American taxpayer money over there? Uh, to support Israel, our greatest ally in the region. Yes. The region when they were attacking, we would always do that. But, we but, would always do that. Why would, doesn't why that, wouldn't we doesn't support factor, our allies? Doesn't that factor into the equation? If they were actively sending their money to Hamas. Pause. Did Israel send $14 billion? Not like That's number one. Number two, you want to read these reports before we fully comment. All right? You should read those before voting to send money. In 2009, Avner Cohen, a former Israeli religious affairs official who worked in Gaza for over 20 years, told the Wall Street Journal, quote, Hamas, to my great regret, is Israel's creation. Another former Israeli official, Brigadier General Yitzhak Segev, said he was given a budget to help finance Islamist movements in Gaza to counter Yasser Arafat and his Fatah movement. We have to teach our students. I mean, I saw protests at universities these last couple of days where left-wingers are, are supporting Palestinian movements and Hamas. They just murdered 40 babies. They beheaded 40 babies. The Palestinian people actually support this. Mm. You, know, you, you hear these crazy comments from the squad about, you know, Palestinian people being caught in the crossfire. They support Hamas. The people themselves want a, a government, a terrorist government that actively that actively creates weapons and not electrical grids or water treatment plants. That's the kind of situation you're in. So Israel has no choice here. Right now, Iran has denied any involvement. Hamas leadership has denied Iran's involvement. Now, what is also true is that um, by its by, by the very nature of, of funding and training this proxy force for decades, it's clearly Iran's fault. So whether Iran has, a, has direct involvement in this particular operation is another question. But Iran created Hamas, so it's it's they are they are one and the same effectively. Doesn't mean they always operate exactly in unison, but they are one and the same. But they've been funding and training them for decades. Thank you. Sorry, you got a second. Quick question on Israel. So, are you aware that Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government were funding and propping up Hamas for the gray zone? Are are you familiar with with that? That they were propping up Hamas and funding them prior to the October seventh. Does that, good point. does that factor into your, you know, decision to send weapons Correct. to Israel Correct. to defeat Hamas? Yes, because if they are actively propping up Hamas better, uh, as part of a policy, uh, does that maybe they're not deserving to be bailed out? Well, my support for Israel will be for the entire nation of Israel, not one person. run by that one person. And by the way, he's been in power longer than any Israeli prime minister ever. His choices are Israeli policy for a generation straight now. Qatar and Turkey were sick and tired of Hamas's antics, and Netanyahu went over there and begged them. That was according to his own defense minister at the time. Um, As who controls the money at the end of the day. I'm not going to debate you on this. So if you have, if you want to listen to an answer, I'll give you an answer. I'll listen. I'll listen. Okay. Um, and and it's much more important than just the support for action against Hamas. This is a statement against Iran. It's a statement that will be received by Xi Jinping and the CCP. It's a statement that our country here, knowing what Christopher Ray told us, and I'm sure you 
are familiar with the hearing that we had last week before we left for Thanksgiving, where he said that they're still looking for people that match the terror watch list. They're still actively looking for people inside the United States. So the support to, yes, defeat Hamas, but also the broader implications has to be considered. I appreciate it. Okay. We have to uh, support Israel, our friend and ally. One of the first things that we passed were a couple of resolutions in support of Israel and also condemning uh, Iran-backed Hamas on uh, the atrocities and the actions against our ally and friend Israel. Excuse me, Congressman. Hey, how are you? You have a second? Uh, yeah, let me set this real quick. All right, what's up? Quick question for you on Israel. Does it concern you that Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government over the years were actively funding and propping up Hamas with the stated purpose of undermining a Palestinian state? That was all. That was the... What's that? <laughs> Say that again. You lose track. So, no, I didn't lose track. You, you're just... Benjamin, um, Benjamin Netanyahu... Had, that was more of a arrest. statement. You're making a statement that question you want my opinion on. Yes. Does it does that concern you? That's that fact that Benjamin Netanyahu has been actively funding Hamas and, and now we're funding him. I'm not gonna give you a comment on that. Okay. So it doesn't concern you or just no comment? Thank you. Are you aware that Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government were funding and propping up Hamas? Say that again. You lose track. So, no, I didn't lose track. I'm not sure what the funding apparatus means or is. Shouldn't you look into this before? So we're going to dig into. Very good reporting. That's very good reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, prompted me to, uh, to go look up uh, reports. Mm-hmm. and print reports and read them. I had to go do research. How many of you knew that Israeli media had been report, reporting that, I mean, everybody is outraged from what I understand, mm. okay? Uh, for years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's, now it's blown up in our faces. And this is the Times of Israel, okay? The Times of Israel. Gazans celebrate uh, by a destroyed Israeli tank, right? Uh, uh, this, they came right over the border. What's going on? You're looking down. You want me to no, get you I'm off camera? I'm just looking. No, 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 no. Go. Keep oh. going. I'm listening to you. Okay. Um, I, I'm just getting some information for you. That's all. Okay. Um, so so uh, for years, various governments led by Benjamin Netanyahu took an approach that divided power between the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, bringing mm-hmm. Palestinian Authority uh, President Mahmoud Abbas to his knees while making moves that propped up the Hamas terror group. The idea was to prevent Abbas or anyone else in Palestinian Authority, uh, the West Bank government, from advancing towards establishment of a Palestinian state. Thus, amid his bid to impair Abbas, Hamas was upgraded from a mere terror group to an organization with which Israel held indirect negotiations via Egypt and one that was allowed to receive infusions of cash from abroad. All right, now, guess what? Now, I tracked money, okay? And, and this is uh, with the, this is in federal court. 
Uh, the FBI published a report uh, from the Holy Land Foundation trial. Mm -hmm. And they said that essentially Muslim charities were, and this is a fact, I mean, it's, it's literally tracked and traced and approved by the Department of Treasury. The Treasury Department said, well, we got to check this money. So Muslim charities were gathering together tens of millions of dollars. Right. Then the Treasury said, you're going to send it overseas for humanitarian reasons? Okay, mm -hmm. let's find out where these NGOs are that are, you know, going to receive this, this, this humanitarian aid. Mm -hmm. And the Treasury allowed the money to pass to, you know, Gaza, to these, via the Muslim charities, collecting money here in the United States. Mm -hmm. The Treasury approved it, and then it went to the... Uh, the uh, organizations uh, in Gaza saying that they were NGOs and they were, you know, uh, sympathetic to, or, or actually it was for humanitarian aid, right? Mm -hmm. Then come to find out at the other end that those same organizations that the Treasury Department approved were being run by Hamas. Mm. Okay, now. This is documented. This is in court doc. The FBI's own reports show this, right? Mm hmm In just 20 minutes, Colonel Mills is going to be joining me. All right? Right. Um, so, so I'm tracking this money. Mm hmm My goodness, where did my book go? Mm. I don't know, so off kilter, but I wanted to hold it up, but I don't need to hold it up. I can just tell you that I've been tracking this, okay? So so if, in fact, this is not true, okay? If uh -huh. it's not true, then the U.S. government lied too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I mean, look. You know. what are, this is very controversial because everybody's stuck on one side or the other. Well, sure. I mean, everybody. You got the Jew bashers out there. They're going to pile on. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. they have been piling on. Yeah. But, you know, look, I mean, government is government. You know, uh, leaders have strategies how to handle how to handle some things. We aren't in the situation that uh, Israel is in, you know, surrounded by uh, surrounded by other nations who hate them right and are constantly coming at them uh i you know sir jeremy what he calls himself in the threads uh said earlier and he was absolutely right which was the point i was making this is no different than what um than what our government did with the mujahideen uh and propping them up right uh, to fight russia to go against Russia, right? So, I mean, it's really actually the same exact thing. But it's okay if Democrats do it. It's just not okay if somebody like Netanyahu does it. Uh, it is a strategy. And obviously, it, I mean, he doesn't, the last thing they want is to be pressured into becoming a two-nation state. The Israeli people don't want that either, 
But, I mean, somebody else was pointing out, which is also true too, that by and large, Israel is a socialist country. I mean, by and large, it is. Uh, you know, I mean, they do things very differently there than we do here. Mm-hmm. And, they do. Right? And, yep. and you know that they have been coming after Netanyahu for a long, long time. Um, the socialists, the, the more communist part of a faction there in Israel, they want him out so that they can do whatever they want to. And they think that a, that a two nation state um, in Israel is going to mm. somehow bring peace. There, there's some biblical. But uh, it won't. There's some biblical stuff. I have, uh, I'm not going to mention his name right now. All right. Mm-hmm. But he insists on coming on the show and really just putting together a narrative that just just bashes Israel, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the, the Jews, as it's put, right? Yeah. Um, so he's, he's prompted me to look into certain things. But, but this is what I do know. Biblically, mm-hmm. uh, it is prophesied that everybody would turn on Israel. Sure. Everyone would. Mm-hmm. So... So making their point that, see, everybody's turning on Israel. Oh, I'm like, I w- I've been expecting that for quite some time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's the beginning of time. Yeah. Right? Listen, I was reading headlines from like We have 20- one minute to go. You were reading headlines, but r- read quickly. I was reading headlines from like 20 years ago, mm. and you could actually plug them in today, and it's the same thing. Seriously. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Okay, uh, so this is uh, this is our agenda. Uh, by the way, uh, I have a major, major announcement. Something big is happening. Okay, mm-hmm. it's related to our national security emergency. Something is coming up. I'm going to make an announcement. It's going to happen on December 30th. It's going to happen before the end of the year. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you all about it. You know what I'm talking about, Deb Jordan. Yeah. But we're going to take, um, we're going to take a break. Um, and when we come back, I'll make that announcement. Colonel Mills, I'm going to get him in, involved as well. I mean, everyone's going to get involved. Um, General Flynn, I mean, every major influencer will be involved in, in what, uh, what I'm going to be announcing here right after this break. Don't go away, folks. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original slippers. No, I didn't lose $90 a pair with your promo code. And now my slippers come in even more sizes. Smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are gonna love my slippers that I'm extending my 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now, use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. 
quantities won't last long, so please order now. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food, it's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. trying to keep up because you know we had scheduling stuff this morning that i had to freaking deal with but uh that's okay uh we will we will surge on mm. uh so i need to know so let me talk to karen right in the middle of the show do you have audio in the back line just give me a thumbs up okay sorry uh okay <laughs> anybody noticed how uh there's an update every two days on everything. <laughs> you have to update your phone. You got to update your yeah. updates and updates and update. Let me tell you who's behind that. I've been that. going through it too, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're behind the scenes getting ready for a major freaking total, complete operational control of the entire internet. Bring it down. They're updating and updating and updating and updating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're updating and updating. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're getting into your computer and John Brennan's behind it. Yeah. No doubt story. about it. No doubt about it. Uh, yeah, no the doubt. Central Intelligence Agency is working for the World Economic Forum, which is working for the United Nations, which is working for a globalist takedown, mm -hmm. uh, a coup d'etat of every single country. Yeah. They have zero regard for humanity. They want centralized control of everything. China's behind it. 
Mm-hmm. Klaus Schwab is behind it. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin is behind it. They're all behind it. Well, I mean, they are. Fast. And you are expendable. They are fast tracking mm-hmm. AI right now. And that's why mm-hmm. all yeah. of these updates are happening, happening continuously. Yeah. And I'm suggesting that they've been doing this for two or three years now, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, trying to keep up pace with AI. I've noticed several things that every time I get an update, uh, you know, there's the AI becomes more prominent. Yeah. And I'm noticing uh, the AI now I'm gonna, in yes. my everyday searches. Now, listen, right? uh, there is a major, 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 and I'm talking about. This is the biggest thing I've ever been involved in. Mm-hmm. And I want to disclaim right now, if you're with the federal government and you're with the FBI and you're with the CIA, you're with any entity right now, mm-hmm. not one person that I know of has even breathed a word of anything illegal or inappropriate. In fact, proceeding forward, Everybody wants to make sure it's constitutional, it's done by the law, okay? And that we're going to freely and gather together in the name of Jesus Christ. We've got religious protections that are involved here because we mm-hmm. want to a, a, take, take a God-centered uh, approach to what I want to do, what, I, what I'm uh, suggesting that we're going to do. Nobody is conspiring to do anything, okay? And I'm going to say this right now, FBI, what you have declared war on us and we're going to war back. We're going to make every legal move to destroy exactly what you've become and then restore you uh, in a different form. Okay. If you surveil us, do so as follows on the Pete Santilli show. And if you know of anybody that's carrying Tannerite, Okay, like you did before. You've got your FBI and informers uh, that are on freaking crack. Okay, we need reform there. You got all these oh, druggies yeah. that you have on the payroll. They're the ones that are breaking the law. If you know, and this is the equivalent, you ready? If you know that somebody's doing bad things, you need to go get them. Don't let it play out. Okay. As they're working for you, you're investigating. It's the equivalent of knowing for a fact that we're all at the mall hmm. and you know that there's an active shooter that's going to be going in that you've been following and you wanted to investigate to find out who's behind it, right? And you don't tell the people at the mall that are about to get shot up. I'm going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. If you know of somebody that's going to infiltrate what we're going to attempt to do, all right, and you want to say, well, there's probable cause. No. Stop manufacturing your probable cause. Stop sending your FBI informants to put stuff online to say, oh, well, there's probable cause to investigate. It's you that's doing the probable cause. Amen. That sets you up to surveil and destroy. And mm-hmm. you're violating our constitutional rights to freely assemble, yep. uh, to protect our, our practicing our religious rights, to redress grievance, to do all those things lawfully and constitutionally. And if you don't protect our rights, we'll go war back with you except you won't like what the results are going to be from us. Mm. It's going to be lawful and you're going to be destroyed. You will be, you will be decimated. If it takes us every so just longer time, we're not a wham, bam. Thank you, mammer. Like you guys that are bucking mm-hmm. for promotion and trying to keep, hang on to your money so that you can use all of your sophisticated technology 
and weaponize our government against the American people. You do that, I'm putting you on notice right now. Uh, I will sue you personally for deprivation of rights. If you personally, and I'm going to start releasing the names of individuals that are known, and we're going to bring it to a grand jury, mm. and you will be held to account. Now, let me tell you what a grand jury means. You ready? This is not a radical concept. You want me to tell you something, Deb Jordan? I do. When you hear, oh, grand jury, oh, my goodness, we're going to set up a, oh, this is legitimate. Not only mm. is it legitimate, it's being done in states. Did you know uh, that there are states right now that are doing what I'm about to suggest here, okay? There are states right now with citizen-initiated grand juries, okay? You don't want to know who they are? No. Uh, they are Kansas, New Mexico, North Dakota, Nebraska, Nevada, and Oklahoma, okay? Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. I'll say them again. This is not a new concept. It's being done. It's lawful. And, and if there is probable cause, by the way, the grand jury is separate from government. Let me tell you how the grand jury right now has been co-opted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Grand juries have been put together to go after President Trump. And the prosecutor gets to speak to the grand jury. And that's it. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it goes. Grand juries are not one-sided, okay? That's the government abusing the grand jury process. Antonin Scalia, okay, uh, in, in a landmark case, all right, Antonin Scalia said, uh, essentially, that the grand jury is separate from government. And what they've done is they've, they've hijacked... We're going to talk more about this, okay, with my next guest, Colonel Mills, all right? Yes. Guess what? Here it is. I want you guys to get involved right here. Tactical Civics Marathon on Saturday, December 30th, 18 hours live. Register, text TCM to 844-837-5132. You can order your constitutions. We're going to launch in 2024. Let's go, Brandon. We're going to bring grand jury indictments against all these criminals. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. 
Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world, but in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks, and the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605. 3900. Be sure to Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last 4 months doing my due diligence and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, My Coffee... Yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 
I bring Colonel Mills on. Colonel Mills retired, of course. And since his retirement, I'm going to promote him to general, okay? <laughs> in his capacity and his leadership, uh, let me tell you something. Something big is happening. It's happening real time. We don't have time to waste. Uh, he has set certain things in motion. Um, you know, the nation will follow the, of course, from county up, okay, to re, you know, establish, to restore a constitutional republic. He's been a huge advocate. Has uh, certainly energized me. He's written two books, uh, War Against the Deep State, of course. A nation will follow the concepts of from, you know, right down to residential zip code, county level on up. So in that spirit, that's how this thing has evolved. And it's exploded because we're going into 2024. There is no time to waste, ladies and gentlemen. So therefore, let me share this with you. Uh, and also, uh, Colonel Mills will be able to add to this. Um, we are planning... Um, and this is not some last minute thing. This has been in the works and there's a group that's, that's doing it right, doing it lawfully, doing it constitutionally. And I might add what I'm about to suggest here. States have already implemented this. And I'm going to repeat that again before we went to the break. If anybody wants to know, is this legal? Absolutely. I'm going to read the states where it's actually happening. You ready? Kansas, New Mexico, North Dakota, Nebraska. Nevada and Oklahoma, the citizen grand jury, and we're talking about all the way up to the Supreme Court, Scalia, uh, in a landmark case, a Supreme Court case called United States versus Williams, 1992. Sc uh, Antonin Scalia, Supreme Court justice, said that a grand jury is, quote, a kind of a buffer or referee between the government and the people. The grand jury system has been co-opted and taken over, but that's okay because now we have states that are doing it right. When a grand jury convenes, all right, let's say, for instance, you have a problem in your local jurisdiction. I'm just going to make something up. You have a family member that was, you believe, murdered because they were injected with remdesivir. And you've got probable cause. You told them not to inject your family member with remdesivir. They did it anyway in violation of your instructions. They blocked you out. They said you couldn't come on property and it ended up in a death that requires a criminal homicide investigation because you know, when you do something against someone's, somebody's witches and you inject them with, with, with a poison that you know that has a 54% plus probability of killing them, the government knows this, Anthony Fauci knew this, uh, Ralph Barrick knew this, so it, justifies not you doing anything above and beyond. You're a civilian. You're a victim. You have a family member that's a victim. You take it to the grand jury. The grand jury looks at it and they say, wow, Ralph Barrick and Anthony Fauci knew about this. And then the hospital went along with it. We have prima facie evidence of, of, of a, like a conspiracy criminal homicide. And the hospital uh, was involved in the thing. And it looks like you've got everything documented. Uh, we, the grand jury, say that there is enough here uh, to convene. Now, a judge is required upon presentment, 
Okay, you have to do it properly. He has a mandate that he has to put together a grand jury. It's a mandate. It's the law uh, to investigate. The grand jury investigates and they bring an indictment. Once that indictment comes, it goes to the courts and people are brought in to be held accountable. So there's a proper way to do this. Now we're going to educate everybody. This is a national security emergency. This above and beyond, even the grand jury, this is just one example of what we can do immediately. And I mean immediately. There are crimes. Everybody knows that there's crimes that have been committed. Um, uh, what do you do about it? Well, we believe that things are being done unconstitutional. You take it to the grand jury. I mean, there's a mechanism. Take it to the grand jury. There are, tactical civics has all the tools. We've got all the experts. We've got subject matter experts like the individual that I'm going to bring on right now. Now, uh, I'm saying right now, uh, we are putting together, there's going to be millions of people. Uh, Ann Vandersteel, Scott McKay. Uh, we're going to get John B. Wells. We're going to get multiple hosts. Brandon House, everybody. We're going to run an 18-hour educational uh, marathon. And I mean educational uh, as to how we take action is how we're going to get educated. Um, and, you know, I'm going to say one of the leaders that has been helping us get educated is Colonel Retired John Mills. He's been trying to educate us. He's put together books. He's 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 advocated for exactly what I'm suggesting here. Uh, we're taking it one step further. We're going to take action, action, action immediately. We're not hesitating. This is Colonel Mills. Wouldn't you agree? A national security emergency that requires every single American to step up and get in wherever you fit in, even if it's to hand water to people. If you don't know what to do, and you're just a plumber and a carpenter, and you were told there's a national security emergency and you haven't been educated enough, well, hang out with us. But in the meantime, you still need to participate. How about handing out water at meetings if that's all you can do? Everybody must participate. This is all hands on deck. No time for us to be sitting on our laurels. We have all of the tools available to us. Don't you agree? All of the tools. Yeah, absolutely, Pete. Uh, I think this is an important opportunity uh, as we begin 2024 to take back our country, uh, there is a, there are actions that we can take. And I think everything is beginning to come out clear on what's what's been going on over the last few years. So uh, uh, actually asserting, uh, actually asserting, uh, uh, petitioning judges uh, uh, to uh, form grand juries is an excellent, excellent idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, again, uh, the important triangulation is uh, the Smith-Moont law that, uh, you know, weaponized uh, federal government information and it could be used and directed at the American people. And if you questioned it, you were clearly under the, for the influence of, of foreigners. Ergo, the creation of the Foreign Influence Task Force with the bogus executive order in October of 2018. So this created the the foundation for the attempt to silence uh, Americans and get them to fall into a totalitarian line. There, there's a, a lot of uh, really smart people, including yourself, sir, that, that, you know, if we have the proper infrastructure in place and everybody's properly educated, and, and what I mean by educated, folks, like right now, you're hearing for the first time, like, what? I mean, we can step up and form citizen grand juries? And that sounds like a radical concept. It's not. It's, it's exactly what our system's all about. A Supreme Court justice even said, 
It's the buffer between or the referee between government and the people. It is the mechanism that there's a lot of smart people. I'll give you one example. I'm not smart, but I'm pretty smart in the following regard in media. If the local media, knowing what we now know about election crimes, about COVID, about all that stuff, and they start putting out news that is that they should know better. All they need to do is a couple of Google searches. As a matter of public interest, if they're propagating information that, that is oppositional to and could result in the loss of life or civil unrest or any of that stuff, we, we could present a case. Local media needs to be admonished like you knew better. You put out a news report and there's information that you have the resources to at least Google. Uh, and, and the information you're putting out is is not of the public interest. So uh, it's it, lying by omission is really bad, especially when it results in, in crimes, civil unrest, and potential loss of life, like with respect to COVID and remdesivir. Um, they should be investigative journalists, but you know what? Let's say they don't have the resources. Why don't you benefit from all the material that's out there on the internet? Do your basic due diligence, um, but don't put out a news report that could potentially result in the further loss of life. Um, so we we bring that to the grand jury, and we don't go yelling and scream. I mean, we could go yelling and scream and protest, but where's that going to get us? They they won't pay attention to us. But if it's that serious, you present it to the grand jury. The grand jury says, you know what? That's right. I mean, this is legitimate. Um, uh, th th this is this is like criminal because people are dying here and they're putting out false information. And if there's enough information to indict, the grand jury indicts. If there isn't, then the people have spoken at that point, right? That's the proper process. And it can happen right now, immediately. It needs to happen right now. Well, and, and uh, we, uh, we can show the traceability of federal funds uh, from, this, from the CDC, from HHS, uh, to hospitals, uh, you know, essentially buying them to uh, promote uh, and get, so there's monetary incentives for them to uh, uh, promote uh, the vaccine. And, uh, and also uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, what appears to be government largesse in the advertising aspect, which local Local television is uh, is uh, really dependent upon uh, they need. And so that was government money essentially swaying uh, local media to cheerlead and advocate for these positions. So, uh, uh, you know, that's that is uh, there was a monetary incentive uh, uh, by uh, the federal government for the everybody to fall in line. Uh, very disturbing, very disturbing uh, loss of uh, uh, we always need to we always need to have uh, reasoned minds on these matters. And clearly it was the profit motive of government handouts that was swaying local yeah. media and local hospitals. Yeah. Now, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is not complex. It is literally it should give everybody a sense of empowerment that we the people, if you can imagine, how many people have you ever heard Colonel Mills? Just, you know, we okie dokes, and I say that affection, affectionately. I love and serve and work for the okie dokes. Have said, well, nothing gets done. Nothing's ever gonna happen, never. And guess what the power has always been, and this is a recent discovery of mine, uh, as uh, recently as 
2016, believe it or not. Um, and what happened was only Burns, Oregon had tested these concepts of, of self-governance, putting together a, a committee of safety, setting up a citizen's grand jury, all legal. It was so powerful that the government, James Comey, sent 450 heavily armed HRT team members and ended up shooting and killing Robert Lavoie Fenicum. But everything that was happening behind the scenes that in Mal at the Malheur National Refuge in Burns, Oregon, mm -hmm. it was all based on self-governance, the people coming together, putting together a citizen's grand jury, and, and people coming together. And that's what they needed to stop. It was so powerful. Now, if you only have Burns, Oregon doing that, uh, they're, you know, they're no match up against a bunch of HRT team members. But let's say we have 3,300 counties doing it in unison. Is that, and it's lawful. Is that a powerful force to be reckoned with? Uh, yeah, it is. It, it is. And that's, uh, it doesn't, you know, everybody, well, we, there's no way we're going to get 3,300 county, counties mobilized. Uh, to get things like this going, you just need a few counties to be exemplars. Yeah. It's always, a, you know, um, bold moves and leadership inspires other bold moves and leadership. Mm -hmm. So that's, it doesn't have to be every single county. It doesn't have no. to be the majority of the counties, just few counties and others will see that and they'll they'll be emboldened to do the same yeah now we're going to be discouraged all right i've already heard objections to it because uh i'm not going to mention any names but very serious person that said wow this sounds like too good to be true has it ever been tested and proven anywhere uh so i said okay look I, from what i understand it has been so not everybody is going to go read um uh, United States versus Williams, 1992, S S Scalia weighing in on the issue of the grand jury. They're not going to, but I did. Uh, and guess what I discovered? That there are states that have literally implemented this. It's already working. There's a process by which the people, uh, through petition, they petition the government, and it's the law. And when the grand jury says, you know, uh, or, or there's probable cause, and you have enough petitions. If everyone signs a petition and says, hey, judgey, you gotta, you have to convene a grand jury, a citizen's grand jury, and, and, and they need to weigh in the evidence. The judge is required by law to convene that grand jury based on the will of the people. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, and it's being done in the following states. You can go look it up right now. Um, it's in... Kansas, New Mexico, North Dakota, Nebraska, Nevada, and Oklahoma. It's, uh, it's already, that's the proving ground. Now, Tactical Civics is doing it right. And David Zunica, oh my goodness, very responsible person. He's put together all the tools that we need to do this. And I love that because, you know, if you get a plumber that all of a sudden decides to go read the law and, you know, he may have a misinterpretation, right? Um, you can learn how to do brain surgery, essentially, but you don't want to perform brain surgery on yourself the first time. You want to find the experts that have been doing it a long time, right? That's the concept that I apply here. David Zuniga has, I think, for decades been doing this. We're now in 1,200 counties. 1,200 mm -hmm. counties. That's mm -hmm. huge. And our objective, there's no reason why we can't put out to millions of people on the 30th and say, we need our affectionate patriotic okie dokes one in every single county 
here are the tools, here's how you get it implemented, and we all do it at the same time because there's so much at stake going into 2024. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, so most judges are actually, as long as you do your best to follow the process, most judges are extremely gracious in a citizen coming forward who's not a screamer or yellow right. yeller and has put some thought into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll 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 give you proper process on the spot and give you a lot of grace on these. So uh, that's what you know. If you're a, a lawyer, uh, if you're a bar, I mean, you, you if if you are you've passed the bar and you're a lawyer and you you make these flubs, uh, you're not going to last very long. But if you're if you're a reasoned citizen who's done your basic homework, a judge is going to be extremely gracious uh, as long as you handle it professionally. If you come in screaming and yelling, yeah, you're not going to last too long. So uh, that's what don't be shy about this and don't be afraid because again, if you've put some thought in this, you're you're clearly sincere. You're doing your best to follow decorum and process. A judge is going to be a judge is very likely going to be very interested in hearing uh, what you have to say. So, yes. don't be intimidated. But you just go down to the clerk of the court and ask for uh, you know I want to you know I want to uh, uh, right. uh, you know I have a filing and I want to go right. in front of a judge. There, there is a way to do it. Okay, and uh, I, I did now, it in in November of twenty two after yeah. the election. Uh, I mm. I had several concerns. Uh, uh, I did it. Uh, in the end, the judge dismissed it. Uh, but I got several key pieces of evidence, and it kind of put a stake in the ground for future activity, which I'm pursuing in Prince William County, Virginia. So uh, uh, it's an it's an important step uh, yeah. to to give it do it establish a precedent and continue on now now this concept here that we're and this is why we're doing an 18 hour because we're gonna have a bunch of people yourself hopefully you'll you'll accept the invitation i'd like you absolutely i'm accepting it right now okay wow okay 18 hours live tactical civics marathon we're going to go through uh the process but but guess what it's not a new concept is it the nation will follow and we're at war with the deep state. And I'm not just saying this to plug and, and to suck up to Sir, how long have you been talking about this concept okay. right here? Now we need action, 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 right? Uh, to yeah. permanently borrow the term that, uh, um, that, that Steve, uh, Steve Bannon, we are going to have all of the major outlets from InfoWars and John B. Wells. I mean, everybody's going to promote this concept. You got to be kidding me. I took up that much time. Wow. Okay. Guess what? Get registered. Why register? Because you want to get updates on a live stream, right? We're also mailing two free U.S. constitutions autographed by General Flynn. You're going to text TCM. That's Tactical Civics Marathon at 844-837-5132. Everybody get involved. And we're going to do it now. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your... You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear, dog... Whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. 
That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. All hands on deck. National security emergency. I'm not even, but you guys know it. Everybody knows it. And everybody's been sitting there saying, what do we do? What do we do? We have a way to do it. Okay. And guess what? I just said to Colonel Mills, I think he agrees, that even if we said, even if we said, hey, let's shoot our way out of this. The okie dokes can relate to that. They got guns. We got, I know 100 million people with 400 million guns. Uh, with lots of ammo, lots of guns, we could shoot our way out of this. And, okay, so we do that. And our adversary is, let's say we win, right? That would be terrible scenario. But let's say we win. When the smoke clears, our Second Amendment is uh, has been expended, <laughs> right? Bullets are gone. Adversary's dead. We're standing there. We say, okay, now what are we going to do to make sure this never happens again? And we're still going to have to go through this process, the process that I'm suggesting right now. We're still going to have to get through it. So 
Let's do this at the front end. Let's get to where we need to be. It's inevitable. We hold these truths that we're speaking right now to be self-evident. Period. We, the people, are in charge. And, and, and that's not a radical concept. We're going to do this the right way. Shoot, if you can sign a petition with a whole bunch of other people, and, and it's non-confrontational, non-threatening, they can't demonize you for signing a petition to ask a judge to convene a grand jury to go after you. Ready? Now, here's a good segue. I know that a former special agent that was in charge, his name is McGonigal, that the charges that were levied against him because he got caught, okay, with a small bag full of cash, that his indictment, him being caught with that small bag of cash, uh, and his jail sentence is probably one one hundredth of what this guy did. The damage that he's caused. I believe that his prosecution and the, what is it, four or five year sentence that he received? Yeah, 50 months. It's just the beginning, up. though. This is uh, there's yeah. there's other there's other charges. Uh, so I, I don't believe this is the completion of the sentencing phase for him. So this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, this is what is so uh, and this is in book one. The nation will follow. This was the guy. And I outline it in early 2016, suddenly out of the blue. All these stories of Russia, 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 noodling in the election. Here it comes. This is 2016 inside the U.S. government, inside meetings I'm at, with the U.S. government, very sensitive meetings. Here it comes. Russia, Russia, Russia. I said, okay, I'm a, I'm a professional. You know, we got, we definitely had, uh, you know, uh, uh, evidence of uh, cyber noodling um, um, in 2012, 2008. You know, definitely the Russians were kind of, you know, testing things. But remember, from 2012 on, it was China by far, not even close. Mm. Uh, So, but in early 2016, and uh, so who was feeding us all this Russia, Russia, Russia? Trump, Trump, Trump. Mm -hmm. Who was feeding us? It was Charles McGonagall. Because it would be it would be the FBI teams that would stand up and brief this and uh, cite uh, cite uh, the, the director of counterintelligence at uh, the New York field office, which was Charles McGonagall, and start reading these breathless, breathless reports of Russia, you know, evidence of they are they are now beginning their influence operations in the election process. And at the time, okay, well, geez, I'm a professional, okay. Mm-hmm. Took an oath of office. Uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a civilian at this time. Uh, um, got it. This is this important stuff. We go where the facts lead. You know, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, by political leaning. So mm. uh, who was it? It was this guy. And the FBI has kind of changed their story on this because originally he was arrested for receiving money after he retired and failing to file under the uh, Foreign Agent um, uh, Reporting Act, uh, FARA. Yeah, and uh, so they they were so they said okay. Yeah, I was after retired, but now it's looking like in 2016, while in office as director of counterintelligence, that he was the, he was receiving Russian money. So this this shows a a, a horrible penetration of the FBI mm-hmm. by a foreign nation, um, and it's just shameful. Um, but but who was also but, tied in into this Hillary and the camp, I, Hillary campaign? I don't mean to sidetrack you. Just a, a quick answer. Uh, I'm not distracted. I'm just admiring your backdrop. 
That is a B-52 Stratocaster. Is it not? Is that a B-52 contract? It, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. B-52 Strato Fortress. Yeah. This is, this is a, I love this loop. It's a, it's a great continuous loop <laughs> of B-52 operations. Yeah. Oh. And we're, the, the, the Air Force is redoing, we got roughly. Did they say Stratocaster? That's a guitar, by the way. Strato Fortress. Yeah. 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 Strato Fortress. Right. Yes, it is. I said caster as in guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I have family yeah. members that. <laughs> they're yeah. playing a guitar. I said Stratocaster. Yeah. 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 They're rebuilding these. We got about 70 combat coded, but if you look at the boneyard, there's about 10 more that can be put together. Yeah. And, and these are going to be flying for another 40 years. They're very, very reliable, oh, uh, yeah. but they're, they're, they're finally going to re-engine them. Uh, with modern engines, uh, and uh, which will make them far more efficient, uh, far greater range, and yeah. uh, far far greater payload. So it's yeah. just a, a, it's a great program. Keep them flying. Yeah. Oh yes. I uh, yeah. Thank you. Sorry about that. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you uh, get you off kilter. But uh, uh, Colonel Mills, the the implications, uh, and I think we've had this discussion before, are so far reaching. I mean, this is, this is, to find this out and to make it public, and I, I think they're kind of trying to, you know, to put a pillow on the nuke that's blowing up right now as to the potential implications, far-reaching, because if this guy's doing it, he's had to have had people internally. Uh, well, and he's yeah. had an impact on, not necessarily conspiring with him, but he's had an impact because of his, the, the level that he was at. He was at the highest level of counterintelligence. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so this is your premier counterintelligence position inside the FBI, except for there's an overall director of intelligence. So this is the, always the logical at headquarters. And uh, uh, I apologize. I think it's the assistant uh, uh, um, director for uh, intelligence, um, which is. Uh, Holy smokes! Was that Peter Strzok's position? I, I'm going to have to go That's back right. and refresh my uh, yeah. refresh. The, 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 I knew the guy before Peter Strzok. He was a patriot. Peter Strzok obviously was not a patriot. Um, the guy, um, um, the guy who just retired was was a, a decent guy, but uh, but the next logical step for somebody in the New York field office, director of counterintelligence, would be headquarters and that director of intelligence. So this guy. Uh, could have easily been the overall FBI director of intelligence. Um, so um, the politics of who who made those decisions and who who made the decisions that he uh, uh, the next director. But yeah, it shows a horrible penetration. And uh, you know, if you go to the Spy Museum in downtown DC at Lawn Font, which is uh, it's an absolutely awesome museum. Um, we need to, you know, it was Doug Hansen uh, was the most egregious to date FBI um, person who was bought off, Doug Hansen. Mm -hmm. But I, I think they need to bring this guy, Charles McGonagall, horrible, horrible. Uh, and again, there's more sentencing to be done here. But this, in my book, uh, it's, I outlined this was the guy who was feeding us in early 2016. So this, my book came out long before McGonagall was even announced. Uh, and like I said, I, I gave a number of names to the Durham investigation. I'm not going to say who. Uh, one, one thing I was asked, don't, don't, don't mention it. Uh, uh, don't mention the names that you, you turned in. So uh, I turned a number of names and who did what. 
and Charles McGonigal was was uh, zeroed in and got. Now, there's there's definitely others that were in play here. Um, I think at the Washington field office, there was a technical team that was uh, going after not Laura Logan. Um, oh, there's another reporter they were going after. Uh, the name's escaping me right now. But, uh, you know, there was an out of control field office. Uh, some of the technical uh, technical break and enter people were uh, dirty. Yeah, dirty. And uh, by the way, uh, Peter uh, Strzok mm-hmm. uh, served because, and we have to, you can smooth me over. I'm going to say this. The FBI has become a spy agency, period. They're uh, this sister, oh, it is, it is, the it is you know, a, a component of the FBI is one of the eight, uh, 18 members of the U.S. intel community. So that's by law. Yes, it right. is. It is a okay. portion of it would be called the. Uh, OK, here's what I'm concerned about. Um, the weaponization of government hearings. OK, and yes. I'm just going to make my peace Antilly comment. Uh, I believe that if you were to have hearings in Congress and have weaponization hearings and then bring the FBI to the carpet and you don't factor in that Congress itself has become the biggest weapon in the weaponization of government. If you don't cover that, why? Because they're the ones that control the purse strings. How can you bring the FBI in, try to hold them accountable and then hand them a big bag of cash or review FISA renewal and give them the greatest weapon that they have. And that is access to through their contractors. How do I know this? Because the Bundy cases, you know what they did? They used contractors with FISA-level surveillance capabilities. They deemed a small group to be domestic terrorists for one reason, and one reason only. Because once you do that, it triggers surveillance capabilities that's further Mm -hmm. extended, even to the contractors. John Brennan is set up to do this out of, and you don't need to speak to this, Fort Washington, Maryland. I know where they're doing this stuff. They just renewed FISA authorization through the NDAA, and basically they're having weaponization hearings on one side and then giving them full surveillance capabilities on the other side to the agency that is corrupt as to violating our constitutional rights and surveilling us without, you know, uh, probable cause and, and, and legal authority. Do you agree? Yeah, the uh, 702, this has happened over and over again. Hopefully this is a very short uh, extension and that we have an honest, open discussion. I think it's time, I've been through many of these internal 702 deliberations on 702 extensions. And the problem is uh, what they, you know, uh, General Nakasone, dual-hatted of Cyber Command and uh, NSA, you know, passionately, strongly advocated for a renewal. And I, I knew Paul when he was a uh, colonel and a pretty, pretty decent colonel. But, I mean, it, it becomes intoxicating. And the policymakers are brought in and uh, the uh, um, members of Congress are brought in and shown the unbelievable capabilities of the of the evolved uh, mass surveillance system and they always fold and cave and say yeah gotta have it no oh no 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 time for a reset on this uh this has been clearly weaponized against the american people so hopefully i mean i know johnson uh you know a lot of people are not happy he choked and caved and folded and allowed it into the ndaa but it's a short extension uh, I think we need to hammer them uh, when it comes up. Uh, Sir, I think, yeah. With all due respect to the speaker, okay, because I, I do, 
believe he has pure intentions. He does. And all the good things that I see in him and what he's trying to do, this is what I will say. Uh, there's so much that he doesn't know. And I think that mm. that stuff's being filtered. He just does not know based on years of litigation. I'm, I'm talking about dating all the way back to Bundy. And there's other, also other cases that I'm aware of where there is evidence where our most uh, sophisticated surveillance technology that we use to go get bad guys, right, overseas, that the Obama administration abused that technology and pointed it towards the Americans. And this is not a conspiracy theory. It's in the federal court system. Uh, Negro Ponte actually tried to keep secret, right, because it would expose, I don't, and I don't want to expose our sources and methods for going to get, get the bad guys. But what Nagarponte did, and it's in the federal court system, that he uh, invoked a national security privilege on this technology, okay, that was used against the American people for the purposes of keeping, you know, the sources of methods secret. But you can't cover up crimes against the American people. And that's that's the, the quandary that, that he's in. Now, Johnson doesn't know this. He doesn't know that this stuff is being used against the American people. He just doesn't know. So uh, can you imagine if Johnson says, no, we're not going to renew 702 uh, queries on the uh, That would cut off our ability to go get bad guys. And you would be throwing out, you know, roadblocks to achieving that. Um, how do you separate out? Here's my question to you. And I know you can answer this and articulate it. How do you separate the two? The abuses against the American people versus you know, giving our um, intelligence people uh, what they need, the tools they need to go get the bad guys. How do you separate out the two? They bundled it together in this recent batch, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, again, I mean, I always I want a uh, a robust uh, and aggressive law enforcement and intelligence uh, organization at the federal level, but it it has to be there for constitutional reasons. We're dealing with very bad actors in this world, and their focus should be securing America from the foreign uh, foreign uh, extremist, from the foreign uh, intelligence threat. But it has really become a uh, upside down crazy and again I've, I've been in these briefings where they brief the capabilities and every time that when they, the magic is revealed uh, all the members members of the congress go yes yes oh yeah yeah we definitely want that oh that's incredible oh yeah hey, hold on a second no 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 I think we have to, it's a reasonable time just because we can doesn't mean we should and there's a clear, clear weaponization against the American people. And I, I, again, I bring up Smith Moot 2013 yes. that legalized the government narrative and in many ways criminalized questioning the government narrative. Mm. And then it, it led to the creation of the Foreign Influence Task Force in 2018, where, mm. and it threw an executive order, I believe Trump was tricked into signing. Mm -hmm. But that's where that's where it really went back guano crazy, and that's where you had uh, Elvis Chan and Laura Demlo running around silencing Americans. And and the center of gravity for the for the targeting is really DHS CISA. Yeah. It's not, not not necessarily FBI. It's DHS CISA, mm -hmm. and uh, so that's who we got to hold accountable. And uh, really, okay. that's that's where everything is 
gone off the rails. Can you and I have this discussion and make note of something? There was a, uh, of course, uh, John Brennan was stripped of his clearance. We know that, mm -hmm. right? Because of involvement in Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, then Joe Biden comes in and John Brennan was brought back in with a group that is now in charge of, you know, stopping disinformation in the 2024. We're going into 2024. Now, this is the guy, and, and those that are read into this, they can't speak of it, but this is what I can say. I'm not read in, and I know in the federal court docket, in the docket, that there's evidence that the government has acknowledged that the CIA OIG has possession of the evidence. It's in the court, court docket that Fort Washington, Maryland, that separate parallel system that has NSA-level capabilities, like a separate parallel system, was that mechanism being used to allow them to use contractors to surveil the American people? Now, set that aside. If we could force all that back into the NSA, there's constitutional limitations. That's what they couldn't deal with, is that the NSA says, we can't surveil, we gotta freaking, we gotta mask out, you know, any Americans that get caught up in this thing. They didn't like that. We can't surveil Amer the American, you know, Remember the, the, the unmasking of all those Americans well, that got caught up? Well, that, that was another another aspect in 2016. Yes. Um, there was, uh, it was called, uh, identified in the book, uh, The Nation Will Follow. It was called the Cyber Response Group, a, a group that I'd been on for a number of years. Mm -hmm. I'd been eased out of, there, there'd been an evolution of, you know, uh, um, portfolios and I departed that group, but that group, uh, I believe was the group that evolved into, uh, working on the unma unlawful ma unmasking, mm -hmm. uh, cause that's what happens. You're supposed to, uh, unless you have FISA approval, if you see an American citizen involved in some of these collections is supposed to be masked out, but, um, the cyber response group and then um, um the uh oh the lead of the, the lead personality uh is escape uh, uh susan rice not condoleezza rice susan rice was and and then another name i'm not going to use were up uh, uh you know uh giddily uh seeking the uh, unmasking there's a couple of other people i'm not going to mention mm -hmm. um that were very heavily involved in this uh and uh and this the outcomes of this was being briefed out to uh, almost a daily meeting i was at um so uh um so clearly there was tomfoolery going on um uh, with these these personalities of using unmasking as a weapon, and that's again that's uh, that was all tied in, which means they're probably tied into McGonagall, uh, was it Fusion GPS, London, et cetera, et cetera, which leads to that encounter I had with a former senior FBI official who was in London in October 2016. The only thing I can come to uh, conclusion he was a good friend of James Comey was that he was personally asked to go over there to coordinate with CIA chief of station, Gina Haspel. And that's, they were, well, that person was on the plane with me and uh, uh, I was at a dinner with him coincidentally a few nights later, didn't know. Uh, and uh, only reason they would have been in London 30 days before the election in 2016. Are you familiar with the Analysis Corporation? 
Uh, there's so many that, Beltway that, bandits that that's okay. uh, uh, hum me I'll a just, few bars here. No, I, I'm not trying to throw you off. I, I, uh, John Brennan, uh, when he was transitioning from being, you know, uh, CIA uh, station chief in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, then he went into the private sector and he ran the analysis corp. And that was right around 2005, 2006 as a private contractor. Him and Comey, all right, Comey over at Lockheed Martin. Remember when he was at Lockheed Martin? He was senior general counsel at Lockheed Martin. It was all about this data thing right in that period where they, they were actually starting to build this extra constitutional, you know, outside of the NSA system. And, and it is a fact it's documented, it's open source. But the analysis corporation, TAC, John Brennan ran it. He had contracts with, you know, the, the U.S. government, and he's doing this stuff. So, so, so this thing that is extra constitutional, extra, you know, outside of the NSA, that has to be controlled. And nobody's really, just because of the secrecy of, of it all and protecting our, our greatest tools, they've kept a lid on this thing. And if we don't fix it, uh, then this renewal of the FISA stuff uh, is just going to continue uh, the potential, they, they have powerful tools. If they can go get bad guys with that technology, they can do a lot of damage to them, to the American people, can't they? If they're surveilling and targeting 30 million other political opponents oh, here in the U.S.? It's always, there's always two key terms. It's transparency and accountability. Transparency and accountability. <laughs> Even in classified operations, you still have to have robust uh transparency and accountability i mean you start using all these you start sapping things and you start compartmentalizing things and and uh, malfeasance just gets hidden away now you need a better and uh, more robust inspector general element at the dni level at the fbi level mm. uh you need uh you need these elements to regularly look into these things and uh, you know there's not enough capacity ig capacity to look into these things and uh there's so many compartmented operations it is really hard to keep track of everything yes now sir uh final segment here as we go up to the top of the hour um you have published on your Substack uh an alert uh be aware of potential supply chain disruptions um i want you to put out that alert and talk about what what you're seeing coming i mean this is a very serious thing yeah. we've got food supply uh we've got the potential for the supply chain disruptions especially with the pneumonia thing. We got the election variant coming out of China, right? So what uh, what do you have to tell the public about that and, and bring public awareness to it? Well, just remember the massive disruption of the supply chain, all the different, uh, you know, we couldn't get this, we couldn't get that, prices went up uh, during the uh, COVID scam. Well, um, China is behind this. Uh, the uh, shipping through the Red Sea has essentially stopped because of all the attacks. Now, the U.S. government has announced its Operation Prosperity Garden, one of the worst named operations ever. Uh, there was a system we used to use, I can't remember what it was, that would generate the two-word 
two code words for a new uh, operation. That one, they should have just spun the dial again and come up with a new one. But Prosperity Garden is going to secure merchant shipping through the uh, uh, Gulf of Aden, the Red Sea, through the Suez, because it just it's a wide open attacks on merchant vessels in a large area, which is going to affect the American supply chain. A very America is very is not reliant on the Suez at all. So people say, well, so what? Who cares? Well, the problem is when Europe's and the Mediterranean supply chain is interrupted because they depend on the Suez Canal. When their supply chain is is disrupted, that means they're going to go after resources and sources that have been providing America. So guess what? It's gonna, it, it is gonna have an impact. Now we have three ships there right now, the Hudner, the uh, uh, Kearney and the Mason. Uh, but you know, that is, it's three ships that are running around in circles playing whack-a-mole. Uh, question is where are the European nations? This is where 2% of GDP spent for defense is so important. I got an article coming out in Epic Times today or tomorrow on Canada, for example, who's only 1.2% of GDP. You know, you go up to 2%, it's going to be amazing, the, the, the rebirth of the Canadian military, which is just shriveled to nothing. But where are all these European nations uh, providing ships to, for security? They, they just really have not been providing their their burden, uh, their share of the burden, because they're not, they're, most of them are not anywhere close to 2% of GDP spent on military, which is the minimum. That's, yeah. that's, that's an agreement. They all agreed to that years ago, uh, but they just spend all this money on open borders. Sir, remaining moments here. Um, now, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on the screen and this is not Oh, it's way beyond a promotion. This is gearing us up to handle uh, what I'm calling it's a national security emergency. We've got borders open. There's so many things. We could list everything. Everyone knows it. Uh, and everybody's saying, what do we do? Nothing gets done. What do we do? And I'm not picking on everybody. I say the same thing. Uh, I'm so cynical. I, you know, Congress, I don't even want to deal with them at all. I want to focus on, and we have to have Congress, we have a government, we have our county governments, our county seats. Uh, what I need to do is stop whining about it and get people energized and active. That's where I'm going to focus my efforts. So I, I believe that this right here, uh, it's, it's, it's as important as everything that I'm presenting uh, with tactical civics. They have all of the tools that this these two books right here, I'm not, excuse the expression, I'm going to say it, I'm not bullshitting, okay? I'm not. It's, it's not using profanity. Uh, these two right here are easy reads for everybody. The Nation Will Follow is a documentation of everything we've been professing. The way we take our country back is by people getting involved at the county level, at the local level. Um, that's what this is about. This is a roadmap to getting that done. Okay, and then the war against the deep state. We have an enemy that doesn't want us to do what I just suggested. They want top-down control. They want 535 people lording over millions of us. So if you go to uh, mystore.com forward slash Pete, you, you can click on A Nation Will Follow. I think it's on the front page. But this bundle, The Nation Will Follow in War Against the Deep State, if you go to
to mystore.com. You pick this up. Uh, Colonel Mills, you're signing, you're autographing uh, those copies if you purchase it through my store, correct? That is correct. All, all of those are autographed. That is exactly correct. So yeah, the bundle pack is great. I use code name Pete. Uh, you get a nice discount. Um, but uh, yeah, there you go. You'll have that both uh, book one and book two. Book one, book two. You know, I need to put you, well, anyways, it's going to be bundled together to Tactical Civics, um, their roadmap to getting it done the, to the citizen grand jury, to the great we set all of that these are the tools we need in our library if anybody says what are we what are we gonna do what are we there there are contained in all of these roadmaps and manuals all right and i'm not overblowing this um sir we're on the right path though do you agree that the, the push that i have right now with a sense of urgency we must act at, we need all hands on deck sir i'll give you the final comments on that create that or if I'm overblowing it, tell me, Pete, you're just overhyping this thing. We're not in an emergency. Take your time. <laughs> we, we don't have to. We'll just have a bunch of people continue to lord over us, and eventually they'll get it right. Am I overstating it? We are in a national emergency crisis right now. Yeah, yeah well, it's time to pick up the pace because 24 is upon us. Mm-hmm. We've been struggling through uh, what many of us see as a clear injustice and malappropriation of the process in 2020. And uh, we, ladies and gentlemen, now is the time to get, uh, we got the energy, we got the momentum, don't let up, get involved. Again, for most everybody watching this show and all these other shows, it's all about us getting involved at our local level. Tact Tactical Civics teaches that, but it's all about dominating these seven centers of gravity in common to all 3,300 counties, getting in front of a judge and filing a, filing a petition. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone's got an idea. Everyone's got a patriot party. Everyone, uh, I mean, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to separate out uh, the colonel here because the, the, essentially everything at the core of what tactical civics is doing is exactly what you've been writing about and, and advocating for. But tactical civics is now built in infrastructure uh, where we're in 1,200 counties. And I would say if we do this right and you get involved and, and you register and you share the word, uh, we can lock arms together and fill 3,300 counties with boots on the ground. There's no reason why we can't. So we're gonna, we're gonna go for the push. It's an emergency. We're doing it on Saturday, December 30th, 18 hours. Text TCM to get registered to receive. Oh, where's the link? Where do I go follow? You, you'll be on that, um, that registration list and you'll get two free constitutions. Sir, final word here, you agree? Everyone needs to read our constitution from cover to cover. Everyone yeah, can yeah. read it from cover to cover and know uh, what we have before us. Our founders have put everything together for this moment in time, haven't they? Yeah, and advocate, uh, dominate the county council, the school board, election board, judges, prosecutors, sheriffs, registrars, dominate these seven key personalities common to all 3,300 counties, because mm -hmm. now it's showtime to retake the country. We've been, everybody knows something has not been right since 2020. Yeah. Everybody knows there's a deep state. So this is how you get off the couch 
go, go to a rally. That's awesome. But this is what's going to be make a big difference is being behind the counter, counting the votes and running the process. And, you know, uh, again, I'll state the obvious. Anything that is if you're at a county school board meeting and they're talking about, oh, my goodness, if we make this move and we don't accept this curriculum from the federal government, we won't be able to get our air conditioners, <laughs> you know. And you know the Constitution says that anything repugnant to the Constitution is what, Colonel Mills? Null and void. It's null and void. And how are you going to say that if you don't know it? Because it states it right in our Constitution. The state constitutions and the federal Constitution um, says you have to operate constitutionally. You can't be having a conversation at a school board meeting to anything that's unconstitutional and how are you going to know what is and what isn't if you haven't read it right mm -hmm. so, absolutely all right, absolutely. Sir. Yeah. all right well uh we're gonna we're gonna talk more great segment this is listen these are the beginning steps it's a long slog as you say but it's the right slog you know would we rather refound our nation and reset our and, and restore our republic on quicksand it's terra pharma be patient we'll do this we need to get everybody educated and active starts i believe right here we got a good opportunity here going into 2024 all right everybody stay right there dr kirk coming up right now twists and turns lockdowns all right sir disasters great segment. great segment i'll talk to you tough to get right, your bye. hands on a good meal Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percaled bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Oh, I'm on fire. And you get my king size for only 39 uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Set. Dr. Kirk Queens, coming on. 35. Foles, 29. I'm, uh, Wind size I'll tell you what. Um, I'm this commercial to let you know let's that see make sure you unmute dr kirk you there yeah, i'm here can you hear me and because yep. of this i've been all right so we're going to do a 30 minute segment 10 30 we're going to stop all right yep. i'm going to side off and then we're going to do our thing our little ditty right yep this will work out perfect uh i wait till you hear how i'm going to open <laughs> yeah i think you're going to like it okay yeah uh, oh yeah Yes, yes, yes. Eat that Billy Electric. Ah, uh, mm. uh, damn it. Mm -hmm. No, 
Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. ...of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35. Or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. segment here if oh by the way if you guys notice on the uh bridge directly behind me and i'm not dr kirk alley but that's okay uh, look at this look at the bridge there's a car that goes by and he's making sure we actually see there it is the truck and he's watching we just hung a banner on the side of the bridge here in downtown cincinnati and he's checking to make sure that it stays there. See that? You're Downtown Cincinnati. Good. Oh, really? Feeling good. Sorry. So I'm just train wrecking the show. Um, but let me uh, let me say this. I'm going to open up. Dr. Kirk is coming on. And we're going to have a segment to 1030. We've got a lot of updates and a lot of stuff coming in the future. Uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, Santillian Ed Elliott, uh, will be the center of focus on this market ultra thing we're going to have a daily one hour show we're going to do market updates news uh craig is he's got me all fired up he's not an advocate for what i am i'm taking a look at silver <laughs> and i'm such a big silver guy why because i talked to dr kirk elliott and he's a silver guy too uh now i'm not going to make any recommendations i'm just saying me and how i protect myself if i had a wedge of fiat currency in my uh, by the way the for those of you that that know what a wedge is you know what a wedge is okay wad of you know of bills hundred dollar bills in a in a clip and you're in your left pocket and i've got a roll of silver coins uh what has more value to me i know right now with uh, potential for silver, it's kind of taken a little bit of a downturn right now. It'll hit at a, probably maybe 20, but it's going to because it's such a solid, rock solid for me. I'm going to buy silver because I, I want to protect my wedge in my left pocket as far as my cash. And I'm, rec I'm recommending that people take a look at that as well. You're gonna, your 401k is going to turn into a 101k if Biden stays in for any period longer. But sir, I'm huge right now on silver. You've also taught me that obviously there's so many benefits of silver, you know, in the industrial base, the, the, the of course, the uh, using silver and manufacturing. Um, it's super stable, super solid. I can't think of another a precious metal or any other hedge against the devaluation of the dollar right now. So I'm big on silver right now. Well, I'm big on silver too. <laughs> and so over the weekend, um, you're actually biased in favor of silver. Yes. Yeah. Even bigger on silver over the weekend. So 
saw this report, Pete, that uh, there's new manufacturing um, for silver because fuel cells uh, that are used in, you know, all the battery powered cars and everything that use platinum, <clears throat> they've now come up with a process where you can actually use silver instead of platinum in these fuel cells. So imagine this. So platinum's like $1,000 an ounce, <clears throat> silver's like 25, right? So, so if you were a manufacturer of fuel cells, would you want to use platinum or would you want to use silver? It's like, Dude, I'd use silver at 25 bucks versus a thousand. That's in, a, in an inflationary world where people, you know, Eve, electronic vehicles, everything, right? They're they're all so expensive and people can't afford them. You're gonna, as you're a manufacturer, you're gonna try to do everything humanly possible to try to lower your costs, to sell your stuff to the masses. Well, this is huge. So the estimates are the demand for silver could be a multiple of 10 times what yeah. it is right now. Yeah. So talk about when, when the price of anything, any kind of, uh, I don't care what it is, if it's a car or gas or groceries or whatever, when you have low supply and high demand, prices are gonna go through the roof. What we just did is increase the demand for silver a ton once they get that manufacturing process figured out where they can replace platinum with silver in fuel cells. Huge. So, all right. So this is what I'm going to say. Uh, uh, don't go by me. I know what I'm going to do. I'm sharing this with people because everybody has the same concerns. What do we do in the future? And the market ultra update to take a look at the stuff that's happening, you know, with the markets, the downturns, upturns, the correlations, all that. We're educating ourselves. Now I'm convinced I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call. Actually, you know where I'm going to be buying my silver, right? Dr. Kurt. <laughs> well, of course. You know, or, I mean, yeah. So I'll, I mean, but it. here's here's the thing. I mean, there's a it people watching the show are probably watching all kinds of other shows in the in the podcasting world, right? right and in right. the conservative space. And you're seeing gold and silver dealers everywhere. It's like every show has some kind of a dealer. Well, right. what makes us significantly different is kind of the cost structure of how we operate. So Ultimately, you're going to sell, right? Our goal as wise and prudent investors is to buy low and sell high. Mm -hmm. Everybody should do that, right? right. So mm -hmm. when you sell down the road, most dealers, most gold and silver dealers operate like a, like a stockbroker would or a real estate agent where commission when you buy, commission when you sell, and they sort of forget about you in between. On both sides, well, right. Mm -hmm. When you liquidate with, with our firm, zero. We don't charge anything when you liquidate. So... What that means is whatever the depository is paying for metals on the day, you get all of it. We, we don't take anything. Um, and then when you purchase the metals, it's 8% yeah. included in the price of the metal. So nothing that you have to pay extra, mm -hmm. right? So, and then we don't charge anything ongoing, like for assets under management, like a normal registered investment advisor would do. So mm. now what that means for all intents and purposes is once gold or silver would move around 8%, you know, it's actually closer to about 9%, mm -hmm. you're break even. Everything after that's pure profit for the rest of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't charge anything else. That's one of the things that makes us different. The other thing is we operate in bullion. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't care about storied history things, uh, shipwrecked coins, you know, collectible junk, because the premiums are too high, the commissions are too high. 
and and in you know doing this since 2002 i've i've never seen except for one small brief period of time in around 2010ish or so where the those premiums are actually overcome you, you just don't ever recover from those things right so the goal is a wise and prudent investor minimize your cost maximize your ounces you can only do that through bullion and pete it's 100% liquid um meaning i, I don't know it kind of sounds like a like an infomercial here, but, but I want to educate no, uh, because no, no. there's a lot it, it's of not, different can I, can I, things can I, out there. I'm going to interrupt on you mm -hmm. on what you just said. Now you already know you and I have been now working together for years. You know, my position on my consumer advocacy to make sure mm -hmm. my loyalty is to our viewers, period. Right. And there's a lot of people out there that do, you know, Shoot, I mean, I've had, you know, myself, I've gotten taken. Remember Midas? I mean, they're they're defunct now. Remember Midas? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ted, uh, uh, back back in the in the day, he had an A-plus better business bureau rating, and some stuff happened there at the tail end. But you know my consumer advocacy is first and foremost to make sure that our viewership is taken care of. So when we start talking in these terms, I'm speaking as a consumer advocate. I'm also saying... I have the same concerns that everybody else does. I want to protect uh, my whatever little nest egg that I have. I want to protect that. So don't be bashful right now because I'm saying right now, ladies and gentlemen, Craig, I love Craig's uh, approach because he says, hey, you know, because I'm like, well, what do you predict? He goes, I don't do any predictions. Uh, he said, right. I've got a methodology. I'll show you what the markets are doing. I'll show you my methodology as to where it should go. Whether or not it does, I don't know. But if you're thinking about buying silver right now and it hits the, you know, uh, the, the lower end at about 20, he said, that's a really good time to buy silver at 20 because it's going to go. Poof. And he didn't make a recommendation. He just said, based on what it's doing right now, if you're considering, because silver is, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's, you're not buying a, uh, uh, an ounce of gold, you know, uh, silver is great for the common man, isn't it? It's cheap. Yeah. I mean, the price point. Uh, and so here's when, when you hear stuff on, on different shows, like, you know, get this, this high grade collectible thing, you know, and that's got these extra premiums and it's got extra leverage because there's so mm. few of them. When gold or silver go up, you're going to get a multiplier on your investment, right? Yeah. Okay. Number one, I've never seen that happen. That's a cool story, but it doesn't work in reality. Second of all, that's um, different than, but, that, but that's more bullion, So yeah. Pete bullion is it's uh, used for industrial purposes, right? So you don't have to make a market form because here's the thing on those, those rare and collectible coins. If you ever want to liquidate, here's how the process works. You call the dealer you bought it from and say, Hey, I want to liquidate this stuff. It's like, ah, well we have to call somebody. So this is where you start to hear phone calls like, Hey, John Doe, if I got a deal for you, we just got this inventory in of these shipwrecked coins, right? And uh, <laughs> if you buy it today, we'll give you 5% off, but you better do it in the next 72 hours because it's going to be gone, right? We've all heard those kind of stories. For me, when you're dealing with bullion that's used for manufacturing and, and 100 ounce bars, 10 ounce bars or whatever, it's, it's a 45 second phone call to the depository, I lock it in. We wire you the funds like in four to five days because it's it's used for industrial purposes. Right. No matter where you are in the world, companies like Sony, Samsung, LG, Tesla, whoever does uh, fuel cells or electronics or solar or any of those things that the the 
environmentalists are now in the globalists are wanting us to move into that direction. It's like, hmm, we might not like their policies, but you know what? that we can actually take advantage of those policies rather than them taking advantage of us by allocating into the uh, commodity, so to speak, silver, that they need for manufacturing. Mm. So that's why we can take advantage of that and and kind of beat them at their own game. Yeah. Now, uh, sir, um, uh, this morning, we'll, we'll, let's let's transition here because I want to I want to share something with you. I want you to comment on this. OK. Um, if you don't mind, I, whatever it is that you want to speak of, with, uh, I'll, I'll give you the remaining balance of time. But I did want to play this for you right here. Watch this and <laughs> comment on it. The backdrop, of course, to all of this is inflation is easing, according to the Fed chair, Jerome Powell. All the economic indicators are really looking strong, uh, strong in a good way, not strong in a, in a dangerously inflationary way. But the voters don't seem to be picking up on that. Yeah, Andrew, you make a couple of good points in that question. Let me get to the first, which is specifically the president's reaction to that impeachment inquiry. The White House posting a statement from President Biden late yesterday where he described this as a baseless political stunt. We'll put it up there that you can read along and said he wrote instead of doing anything to help make Americans lives better. They, the Republicans, are focused on attacking me with lies instead of doing their job on the urgent work that needs to be done. They are choosing to waste time on this again, baseless political stunt that even Republicans in Congress admit is not supported by facts. The president being very critical of those Republicans right now, saying instead of focusing on issues like Ukraine, Israel, and border security, he said Republicans in Congress won't act to help, repeating that multiple times in his statement. And the White House, having spoken to aides to the president earlier today, they are warning about the potential for this to have a real impact on the economy going forward. The economy, as you noted, that is seeing some real strong signs right now with the potential for a government shutdown increasing as the days pass early January obviously is going to be do or die time as it relates to the potential for a shutdown just yesterday on the economy we saw the stock market now, this is what they go on to say is that the economy is strong and the impeachment is to take away from that now I'm going to throw it back to you if the stock market was eight billion okay and it reached a I see it as a potential pump and dump because the fundamentals of the economy are not sound. And the stock market and the NASDAQ and this push upward, I see it as a pump and dump. What do you say? And is that ludicrous to say that the fundamentals of our economy are sound and the impeachment stuff is to take our eye off of that ball? What say you to that? I mean, when they were when they were moving to impeach Trump, um, you know, the, the story was was reversed. Right. It's like but but, you know, I, I would say this is just to get eyes off of the impeachment vote. He's saying, oh, the, the economy is really strong. And Bidenomics is good. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. So we can just look at one quick thing to show us why. So the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, right, one of the best investors of all time. What did he do over the weekend? Um, he sold, um, over the, over the, the, so the news came out, what Berkshire Hathaway has done in 2023, they sold $27 billion worth of, of their stock, 27 billion over the first three quarters of the year. It's like, man, it's a lot. So what is he doing? He now has this war chest of about somewhere between 150 and $170 billion 
So if the economy were robust, would they be selling their stock? No, <laughs> they would be holding on to it because it's going to grow. So what is Warren Buffett doing, right? One of the best investors of all time. You know, you don't have to like his politics, but he's a great investor. He is. Um, he's selling because he knows in a recession that's coming, this is why he sold it, that prices of everything are going to come down. So he's sitting on this war chest of cash, you know, 150 plus billion dollars of the cash to buy things at a discount once the recession kicks into full gear, which they think is coming. Obviously, his his strategy of dumping shares um, to get ready for that tells us even he thinks there's a recession coming and he's a Democrat, right? So, so he knows what's coming because of Biden's horrible economic plan for America. Um, you know, who else thinks uh, nastiness is coming? Jerome Powell of the Fed. So, mm -hmm. so last week, the, the Fed paused interest rates, right? They're just not going to raise them or lower them. They just kind of kept them steady. But they made this announcement, which is really beneficial for Biden in an election year is next year. Because we're doing so good, we're going to have three rate reductions, you know, and not raise them. We're going to lower them three times. Well, I said last week on, on some shows, it's like, that's not going to happen because they haven't tamed the inflation monster. So therefore, they're not going to be able to lower rates next year. Well, well, yesterday, Jerome Powell said such. He said, we actually haven't beaten this war on inflation. It's, it's, it keeps persisting. Then we're getting a little bit nervous about it. So if you say that, then why would you say out of the other side of your mouth, you're going to lower rates three times next year is because that is a political statement. Right, which is why the stock market is screaming to an all-time high. Gold and silver are going up robustly, right, because of Jerome Powell's statements, which are political in nature that really help Biden during an election year, saying they're, they're going to reduce rates three times next year. But here's – I don't make predictions, kind of like Craig, right? But, but yet, here's, here's my prediction. They're not going to lower interest rates three times next year because they can't. No. Because they have not won the war on inflation. No. That was said for political reasons. It was. And uh, uh, pardon me for, um, I'm not going to make predictions either. But if anybody made a prediction, uh, I'm going to say throw it out, that out the window. Because if you take a look at the supply chain right now that's being impacted in two areas. One, in the Red Sea, there is war. Okay? There is. Gulf of Aden, all those areas, the Houthis, the Yemenis, all that. That is impacting uh, shipping, global shipping. And then you take a look at the Panama Canal. You got freaking Venezuela, you know, and, and there's something going on there. You got China, and that's a major, major thoroughfare. You disrupt the supply chain like that with shipping, uh, and that's going to have well, an unpredictable impact on the global economy, period. Is that not a fact? Yeah, period. You I can't mean, even predict going into next year just with those two elements right there. Yeah. 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 Right? So so you've got that happening. So you're also seeing, so gold and silver are going to rise during inflationary environments. They also rise on, on the fact of a flight for safety, right? So as we go into this recession, which... We've had double confirmation. So last week, oil prices are coming down. Gold is going up. That's like a hundred percent predictor that there's a recession, right? So, mm -hmm. so 
Now, what did OPEC do last week, Pete? OPEC decided we're going to cut production by 2.2%. OPEC nations are 40% of all oil output in the world. So when they cut production, that's going to cause prices to go up. So now when I see that, we've got confirmation of a recession with with rising gold prices and lowering um, oil prices. But now with that, they're just raised oil prices moving into next year because of that cut in production. What does that remind you of? Late 70s, early 80s stagflation. Oh, yeah. When the economy was in recession, oil prices were going through the roof. That's the worst possible outcome for any politician to have. But now we have to ask ourselves, why? Who is going to benefit from this? Who's going to benefit from this come January 1st are the BRICS nations. Because like you and I have talked about numerous times on this show, they added six of the nine largest oil producers in the world into the BRICS nations that the four of them are added on January 1st. So who benefits from rising oil prices? The BRICS nations, because they have all the oil producers, six of the nine of them. Who who gets hurt? The United States, uh, Western Europe, because we are not oil independent. We're still dependent on foreign oil. Uh, because of environmental constraints, you know, not allowing drilling in the Arctic or in the Gulf and our refining capacity of refineries hasn't been adjusted in like decades. I mean, we are dependent on foreign oil. So when they cut production and they add six of the nine largest oil producers in the world into the BRICS nations, it's like, boom, lights out for the U.S. dollar because the petrodollar status goes away. They, they've attracted that influx of higher priced oil going into the BRICS nations. This, like we've talked about before, Pete, but it, it bears mentioning again, they are playing a masterful chess game of economic warfare, the BRICS nations are. And we're dunces at this game. We're, we're not playing it very well because we've bowed and catered to the environmental lobby for so long we are not oil independent in this country. We're still dependent on foreign oil. Mm -hmm. We are. All right. Uh, two other things. Uh, I'm sure you've been following the story. Debt, debt, debt. Right. But just let's take a look at the developing countries. Uh, the people that are supposed to be put in place to resolve our debt is uh, issues, because we've got massive global debt, you know, $100 trillion, you know, globally that's exploding. But take a look at this. Just the developing countries, uh, the people that wanted to solve, not solve economic woes, right? How do they solve economic um, growth or, or try to spark growth in, in uh, the developing countries? They gave them credit cards. <laughs> they, yeah. loaded, they loaded debt on the developing countries and the credit card bill just showed up. And they don't have the GDP. To be able to, they don't, they're not producing very much and they got all this debt. And these are the same people that are going to solve our problems. And they try to put this monkey on the developing country. So we got, we have debt. Okay. And then we got the real estate market. And I followed the real estate market with the subprime lending debacle with those uh, mortgage backed securities and all that stuff that was about to explode. Now I see something a hundred times bigger in the real estate market. I think we're in for a massive reset of the real, it's just, it's just out of control right now. I believe it's out of control, the real estate. So you got debt and then the U S real estate market could bring everybody down. I think 
What do you say? Well, it, logic tells me that you're right. Um, mm-hmm. So what is real estate a function of? Real estate will grow when you've got increasing wages, mm-hmm. you know, more people working, more people making money and interest rates come down because it doesn't cost as much to finance a home. But what we have now is absolutely the opposite. We've got rising interest rates. We've got all this debt, right? Inflationary pressures, people can't afford anything. And you've got higher taxes in this administration. And because you've got lowering wages and and unemployment is sky high and the cost of borrowing is going up, well, who's gonna be able to afford to buy a house? They have to come down. But, but residential real estate always follows commercial real estate. Commercial real estate is falling like a rock right now. Um, you look in, in places like Manhattan, I think one third of all uh, commercial real estate, Manhattan is now vacant, right? It's like, oh my word, this is New York City, the, the economic hub of the world, right? Um, they don't, they have tons of vacant commercial real estate. This yeah. is not good. Yeah. Here in Denver, where I live, you, we can go outside of our office right by Union Station in downtown Denver, start walking down 16th Street, 17th Street, looking out. It's like, man, like one out of every three, one out of every four storefronts on ground level are vacant. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, this is not a good economy. And this is a function of Biden's economic plan for America. And I, I think what happens is it gets worse, Pete. It doesn't get better before it gets worse because now we're hearing all the 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 whispers and or the blatant like talk about biden complaining about lies Uh, they're talking about new covid restrictions again because of a new white lung variant in china and they're already prepping us that this is going to be a bad flu season we might have shelter in place you know mask mandates travel restrictions again shut down china trade i mean this is just nonsense Shut down China travel and trade, right? We're going into it again, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. that's not good for the economy. That's bad for the economy. It is. So, so I, I don't know what they're planning, what they think that they're going to do, but if they want to grow the economy, that is not how you do it. Mm-hmm. And again, back to the point, you said, I don't make predictions. I don't like to predict things. Uh, I can make one prediction is that, you can't make a prediction based on all the other offsetting factors right now. With shipping, real estate, uh, the global economy, uh, uh, the global economy, the global debt, uh, the emerging countries and their debt. That's going to have a cascading effect, of course, if they start defaulting on their debt. Uh, and then the election variant. Factor all of those things in, and anybody that makes a prediction is out of their mind. Uh, without considering all those things. Um, Sir, all right, now I'm gonna tell everybody, I'm gonna call 720-605-3900. Actually, I got the back line, so I'm gonna skip that number, but I'm gonna call Dr. Kirk. I'm gonna be talking to him because I'm big on silver. That's me, all right? Uh, If you've been following along with Market Ultra and what we're looking at, especially this morning, when we were taking a look at it and you listen, to Craig, because he's a matter of fact kind of guy. He's, he says, I'm not going to make predictions, but look at this. You know, that's a good safe bet. And he agreed with me because I'm like, man, I'm big on silver. And he said, well, you kind of should be, you know, because it's a good, you know, because of the reasons we just discussed. 
So I want everybody to call 720-605-3900. I'm exuberant about it. I have the same concerns I think I share with our listening audience, and I want you to make the call, get a consultation. Nobody is going to be harmed by that. So make that call. And Dr. Kirk, uh, I'll give you the last couple of minutes here as we wind down, because we're going to shut the show down. I have, we have an important call to make here, gearing up for Market Ultra in our weekly show. It's going to be brought to you by Dr. Kirk Santillian Elliott um, on a week, on a daily basis, every single week, Monday through Friday, uh, featured on Rumble. So, uh, sir, final word here. Final word is um, you don't operate out of fear and stay tuned for next week because next week I, I want to bring up with you, Pete, um, a patent from the U.S. Patent Office that Visa, the credit card company, brought into um, existence on November 8th of 2019 hmm. that talks about getting rid of paper fiat based money in exchange for digital currency right so that's the test the biggest test and this generation is going to be our ability to buy or sell um based on our ideology right they want to shut down our bank accounts and so one last final word final comment Mm -hmm. klaus schwab world economic forum chairman not your friend not my friend he's the enemy of humanity, I would say. He said, and and the reason I say that is because listen to the statement, it's evil. He said the pandemic, referring to COVID, was a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world, right? COVID killed so many people, shut down businesses, people lost their fortunes, right? Their, Their nest eggs. And he says, this was a narrow window of opportunity to reset our world. It's like, what a set person would say that COVID was an opportunity to do anything, right? But what was it the test of? To me, this was the test to see how far you you could take Americans before they start to give away their freedoms or the people of the world for that matter. Well, we found out didn't they didn't have to go very far, right? They, you had to give them a bad case of the flu and they would give away their freedoms because the test, that was the test for what comes next is taking away our economic freedom and our ability to buy or sell. That's what COVID prepped us for as a a nation was just that. That's right, sir. Uh, Thank you. So right now, write this number down. uh, And the number is 720-605-3900. And do what I'm going to do. I'm going to give uh, Dr. Kirk... I say some special instructions uh, for me because some things that I want to do uh, with him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the silver thing like I got excited about with Craig this morning. So, uh, if you feel the same level of exuberance, and you should, um, call seven two zero six zero five thirty nine hundred. Guess what? I don't have a lot of money laying around. Nobody else does either. Silver is the way to go. I can buy some silver. It's affordable. You know. I, I wish I could be a baller and just go buy a bunch of gold. Uh, I wish I would have bought gold at $295 an ounce back in 1999 when, when Gerald Salenti told me to buy $295 an ounce. I had like 15 grand in the bank just sitting there. And I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to, you know, be gambling. And I, ah, uh, I could 
kill myself. I should have done it. All right, you guys. We will see you uh, this afternoon. Uh, breaking news right now. Kim Jong Dingling just fired his longest range missile out of North Korea. This uh, just just hit, but uh, I, I find that to be interesting. I don't think that would have happened if President Trump were in office. It's easy to do when Biden's there. Bye, everybody.